Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist podcast. It's Isla Garcia, your founder and CEO of the Millennial Nutritionist and host of our lovely podcast. Today, we're going to have another previous guest or previous one-to-one client of Courtney, actually, and I'm really excited to just go ahead and dive in and talk about her specific story. Everybody's weight story is very different on how they kind of got to the weight they are and then what we do to really help in a one-to-one setting. So thank you so much for joining us today, Madison. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive in. Can you kind of tell us about yourself? Um, just so people know that you're relatable and not this like, you know, hundred percent perfect person. And that's how you're able to lose weight. Um, tell us kind of like where you live, who you live with and like, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah, I'm definitely not perfect. Um, I live in Virginia. Um, I live, I don't have any kids. I do have a husband. Um, we got married during COVID and so, we're having a wedding this September, which kind of sparked my, oh shoot, I really need to get into shape and really get a hold of my life um, feelings. But yeah, I'm just like an average gal. <laughs> fun. So what do you like to do for fun, like in your free time? In my free time, I think I just do what most people our age do, like go out to eat with friends or family, get a drink, chill out, which I mean, if you're doing that a couple of times a week, like I am, it definitely is hard to keep a balance. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing that we really make sure to help people with. And it's hard because like, we want to like have fun and, um, we get like all these mixed messages between like, maybe we shouldn't restrict anything ever, but then it's like, yeah, but if I want to lose weight, like, what does that look like in a healthful way? So we'll definitely dive into that. Um, what do you do for your job or like, do you stay at home or what, what about there? Like what takes up the majority of your time? Yeah, my job is pretty sedentary. I'm actually a travel agent, so I help people go on vacation. Fun. And I just do it through my computer. So it's really hard to stay moving throughout the day. And um, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but working with Courtney has really helped me get in my steps. Good. That's fun. Awesome. Does that mean you like you travel all over or do you just like vicariously live through your clients? Um, a little bit of both. Um, with the airline prices right now. It's a little hard to travel, but yeah, I, I stay on the go a lot. Fun, fun. Um, well, let's talk about kind of like what really led you to working with us. So can you tell us, um, like, what did you struggle with before kind of working with us that led up until we like signed on together? I didn't understand balance. I didn't understand like the whole broader picture and I did not know, I, this is like my biggest thing. I didn't know the value of protein. And so 
like I realized, hey, I'm really lacking protein. So I went on my explore page and I saw your guys' Instagram and I followed and I followed for a few months. And the videos that you were posting on Instagram really spoke to me because I was like, that's me. If I go out to dinner with friends, I don't know what to get. Or if I go to Starbucks, I don't know what to get. And so that really inspired me to reach out. So it sounded like you kind of struggled, like wanted to, like didn't want to cut out food completely or cut out those like fun foods, but didn't really know what that looked like in a balance of like getting to the weight that you kind of wanted to be in a healthful way. Is that right? Yeah. I couldn't understand. I thought I understood balance, but I definitely learned I did not. (laughs) What did you think balance used to look like? If you can think back that far. Yeah. For me, it would be like eat quote unquote clean for the week. And then when Saturday or Friday, Sunday come, oh, it's okay. Like every single meal is high calorie. It's the weekend. It's my cheat day. And then I'll get back on track on Monday, which I had no idea was doing more harm than it did any good. Right. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm glad that we were able to get you out of that. And I think a lot of people do struggle with it because it's hard. Like there's so many influences out there, like saying like how you should be eating. And it seems like the more you strict, the more you should lose, but then yeah, it kind of ends up backfiring if you don't know how to do it. What had you tried before to lose weight that like, didn't really work for you for the long term, or if it did, like, how did that work? Yeah, I actually fell for the fad diets, I would say. My mother-in-law actually got me on like Nutrisystem and Weight Watchers, which um, I was eating 1,200 calories a day for that, and it wasn't working, and it it was working for my mother-in-law, and it wasn't working for me, and I was so sad. I was so frustrated, and I just kind of thought I was helpless, like, all right, this this is where I am. This is where I'm stuck. And so that's what I've tried prior to this. Why don't you feel like that worked for you? Well, now that I know 1200 calories (laughs) is not good at all. Um, and so my body was just reacting like, Hey, this is not how we operate. This is not how we run. Um, and I, I, I convince myself like, oh, I must be doing it wrong, but I'm eating exactly what they say. So now I know that it's not healthy. And so it sounds like it wasn't like quote unquote working because you weren't able to like stick with it on the weekends. Is that why you feel like it wasn't working? Yeah. Weekends just, I kind of did what I wanted and okay. yeah, just didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. And did that ever like impact your mental health of like constantly like wondering why it wasn't working or needing to try harder or what kind of happened there? I was always thinking about food. And even when I was like trying to enjoy myself on the weekends, I would think, Oh, Monday, I really have to like restrict and I can only eat like veggies and fruits and lean chicken. Um, and it, it took up all of my mental space was just thinking about food and what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. I hear that all the time from clients in the beginning is they just like, don't want to really think about it anymore. They don't want to have to think about it as much. Um, and I'll be excited to hear kind of like what that looks like after. Um, but why do you feel like there was that like constant, like second guessing of like what you were eating all the time? I just think it's like how we were brought up. Um, I know for me, like i grew up, you know, my mom did like slim fast and things like that. So she was always thinking like that. And so it just trickled down to me. And especially like for women, I know men struggle with it too. It's just kind of ingrained in us to think about, oh, this isn't healthy. This is like 
you know, not good for me. I'm going to gain weight, which I know now is wrong, but yeah, that's, that's why. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's hard and it's something that's uh, commonly taught that it should be like thought about all the time and it should really consume your life and be your whole personality. But I kind of hear you saying that like, now you've learned that it like doesn't really have to be like that. Yeah, for sure. What kind of led you then to reach on to sign up with us and like working with Courtney? Like maybe what were those like final breaking moments or like what finally caused you to want to just join us? As I said, I followed you on Instagram for like three months prior and I took a ton of tips from there that were very helpful. Um, But I noticed that I was going to the gym daily um, and only doing cardio and being super frustrated with myself, like, huh, I'm going to the gym every day and I'm not seeing any progress. I've tried, you know, the, the fad diets, like maybe this is a sign, like I need to reach out. And I mean, there was really no other option of who I would go to because I followed your Instagram and I was really inspired by that. So that was kind of my breaking point. Like, why isn't the gym working? Why mm-hmm. is- why don't I know how many calories to eat and things like that? So it sounds like you were like ready to step away from the fad diet and like try a different approach as far as like doing it on your own, trying like maybe the gym, but it still like, wasn't getting you to where you want to be. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I watched your videos and in some of your videos, you were saying like eating 2000 calories, people are still losing weight. And that almost was like a stopping point for me. Like, I can't do that. I cannot eat 2000 calories and still lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pushed myself and I'm so happy that I did. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of, I get a lot of clients like that too, or even like my personal clients or everybody I get on a discovery call with, they're always like, there's no way. And I'm like, okay, but we got to think about consistency, right? No, I was thinking like, Courtney, there is just no way. I am the one exception. It does not apply to me. <laughs> Um, what about like when you started, um, was anything like surprising in the beginning or maybe like when Courtney did present like your calories, did it seem like a lot or what was that like in the very beginning? Yeah. When she gave me my PDF sheet of my needs, I was like, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, what? It said I could eat 1900 to 2100 calories a day and lose weight. Um, and that was shocking when also the protein was shocking because, Right now, I mean, we worked our way up, but right now I'm eating like 100 to 110 grams of protein a day. Um, and I, I was just shocked. I was like, what? I, I'm nowhere near this. So no wonder why my progress is being stunted. Like, how did you adjust to eating more? Did you have to like um, eat more or was it really like just the consistency of the whole week? Both. I think I was eating a lot less than I should have, but then mm-hmm. I wasn't being consistent. Like I didn't have snacks. I only had like meals. And, um, so just really making those conscious ever efforts to get more of my protein needs and my calorie needs throughout the day, because I did find that I would eat breakfast and lunch and then dinner, I would just like go crazy and I would be starving at night. And that's what like, kind of make me fell back into old habits was at nighttime. I would just eat so much because I wasn't eating enough during the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whenever I get clients that have that problem, it seems like they think that like each meal like is separate. And like, if you do good during the day, then it should be fine. But then we don't think about like the day as a total or like as a whole. Is that what you were kind of thinking? Oh yeah, completely. 
Do you feel like you're tired of trying every new diet out there whenever you're ready to lose weight, but you never really find long-term success because it's either too restrictive or just not conducive to your lifestyle? Well, then let me tell you about our three-month lifestyle reset program. This is an individualized weight loss approach where you'll be going through our proven six-step method and you'll be led by a registered dietitian. By becoming a client of the program, you'll be able to learn how to control your weight, increase your energy and confidence, and also improve your overall well-being. Not to be dramatic, but a lot of clients tell us that they actually change their lives by going through the program and finally find a sustainable weight loss solution when they actually haven't found that with any other program. If you are interested in becoming a client, sign up for a discovery call on our website, themillennialnutritionist.com with me, Isla Garcia, and I'll help match you with one of our registered dietitian coaches based off of your challenges and their nutrition expertise. If you're ready to find a sustainable weight loss solution in a non-judgmental and encouraging environment, I hope you'll connect with us soon. And then so like, how did Courtney support you through that kind of like shock? Cause sometimes it is hard. And sometimes I think clients were kind of resistant and they're like, yeah, but secretly I'm probably going to like still eat less, but <laughs> how, like, how did having that like one-on-one coach help you through that? Like shock of like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna lose weight if I eat this much. Or what did you do to break through? Yeah. I think the first week was really nice because it was just track and show Courtney what I was normally doing. It wasn't like implementing anything new. And then the second week, we went over my patterns and I realized, huh, like I do have a weird pattern of eating. And so she was mm-hmm. showing me my patterns of like breakfast and then lunch and the dinner, like the list was huge. Um, and so she just like challenged me to get, you know, have breakfast, have a snack, have lunch, have a snack. If you're mm-hmm. hungry, don't say, oh, I'll just wait till dinner, mm-hmm. have a snack. And she helped me realize like what snacks were good for me to get my protein in, good for me to get my produce in. And I was, I had no idea before about any of that. Gotcha. So even with your experience, like of doing like Weight Watchers for long and trying so long on your own, like you, you had, you like never really learned like what that looked like as a whole, or what was the disconnect do you think before? No, because even in like Weight Watchers or Nutrisystem, um, specifically Nutrisystem, I know a lot of people do that because you see the commercials and they look so cool. Um, they don't have produce. Like you don't eat produce there. You don't eat like high protein things. That just doesn't work. So yeah, I never knew that, you know, produce, well, I knew produce was good for you, but I didn't know protein paid a key factor that carbs weren't the enemy, that things that people fall for. I never knew. That makes my heart so happy (laughs) that you love your produce and you love your carbs now. I just started, I actually am growing cucumbers and tomatoes because I'm like, I like produce now. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a shame. I feel like produce gets like the short end of the stick because there's not really any big company behind it, like trying to make money, but it's like the most like plentiful, healthy food you can possibly eat. Yeah. And the stigma of fruit has too much sugar because that's Mm -hmm. what I always believed. So what did you even eat if you weren't eating like produce and protein? A thing of like hundred calorie crackers for a snack if I had a snack, but like dinner I would have like I would have chicken, um, but I also would have like a tiny side of pasta. So I was like, oh no, it's carbs, it's mm. bad. I 
don't even remember that past life. <laughs> it feels so long good. Um, and then like, what did that differ now? Or like when you were working with Courtney during your three months, like what did, what did your diet change like then? Or like diet as in like what you eat day to day? Definitely my breakfast's huge. I really like to pack it with protein. Whereas before I didn't eat protein for breakfast and I was wondering why I was so hungry a couple hours later more snacks throughout the day. Um, she gave really good recommendations for different, um, protein supplements and things like that. Cause I'm not the biggest meat eater. So she really works with me and I always make sure that I have snacks on hand, like my bag. If I go out, I have a snack and I'm eating, but I'm still losing weight. Like I'm eating more frequently than the rest of the people that I'm with, but I am losing weight. <laughs> I love it. What it, can you share some like tips on like the snacks um, that you are eating? Um, or like, what did you, what did she like recommend or what do you even do now for snacks? Yeah. I try to have like a protein shake. I really like premier or muscle mm-hmm. milk. Um, fair life is also good. It's a little pricey, but, um, pure protein bars. I just had to pick like the right flavor. And once you get that flavor that you like, it honestly tastes like dessert. I'm like eating it. Like this tastes like a Twix. Like this is really good. I love snacking on strawberries. I snack on mini cucumbers, um, all day, every day. (laughs) And like, I really like for like a nighttime snack. I love like dark chocolate covered raisins and yeah, that's kind of my snacks throughout the day. Yeah. I love that. So I, I still hear you saying like protein and produce and even in like your like desserty things, you're still getting in that protein and produce. That's awesome. Um, what about like the act of tracking? Cause sometimes there is like some resistance, um, even for people that aren't our clients that like hate tracking, they don't want to do it, which I understand. Cause it's not the most fun thing, but how did that go for you? Like working with Courtney or even just like tracking in general? I was so scared at first. I do have like a history of, um, eating disorder or disordered eating. So I was really Mm. nervous and, um, I don't have to track now, but I still do. Like it is something that I love because I love seeing when you're tracking, you see like how many nutrients you're getting, what's your goal. And I like the first week, of course, it's like, Oh, I really have to put this in the app, but it really honestly just becomes second nature. And I still do it, even though I I know how to use like the my plate method. I still really enjoy tracking. Awesome. Yeah. I think Courtney, I don't know if it was about you, um, but she said that um, she likes having clients track too, because she can make sure they're eating enough. So for somebody like you that like is not eating enough, she can look in a session and be like, well, you know, you're not eating enough at breakfast and this is what's causing you to eat over. Did y'all ever like have conversations like that? Yeah, for sure. I would, it would just be like, I had minimal calorie for breakfast and lunch. And then my dinner, I had like a thousand, 200 calories left to eat for dinner. And I wasn't spacing it out. So she really helped me with that. Had you tracked before? Um, or was this your first time tracking? It was my first time. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, just because sometimes it can be different. Yeah. Like with a coach where they're able to really mold how you think about it. So it doesn't become like obsessive. Um, but it sounds like you really just learned like how to use it as a tool to make sure you stay on top of eating. Is that what you're saying? Um, Oh yeah. It's definitely not like, I can see like how it maybe might become obsessive, but really working with Courtney has made it not get to that point. Good. What, what did she do to kind of help you reframe how you think about it? If you can think of any examples. 
yeah, I think like sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to add this. And she would be like, oh, no big deal. Like it wasn't this dooming thing. Like you have to track or else. Um, and she was like, oh, just put it in, you know, and she actually gave me the, a good advice of if I know what I'm eating throughout the day, just to add it all in the morning. Mm. Um, and then it really just shows like, huh, I'm lacking here or maybe I'm eating a little too much sugar. Maybe I'll exchange something for something else. And Mm -hmm. so I I really like that advice. I do that most days. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's just kind of like planning what you eat, um, in the beginning. So you don't like overdo it or like use a bunch of calories at breakfast or yeah, eat a bunch of sugar or something like that. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Is there anything else you feel like you learned from tracking or do you feel like that kind of sums it up with like the looking at all the nutrients or do you feel like any like behaviors change from tracking? Um, definitely my behavior has changed because now when I go out to eat or something, I can visualize my, mm-hmm. you know, graphs and stuff that the tracking app gives me. And, um, mm-hmm. it really makes me think like, Hmm, what item on this menu has what I'm lacking, whether it's like carbs or protein or anything like that, I can order based off of what I know is in my app. Oh, okay. Um, how, how did you do that? Cause I think some people are hesitant to, cause they think the tracking means that like they can't go out to eat because then they won't be able to track like the perfect things. Like how did you do that and not get tripped up? Local restaurants is a little bit trickier because sometimes you really don't know what they're putting in your food. Um, but I would just track everything individually. Like if I got fajitas, like I would track like chicken, the peppers, the rice and the beans, like all separately. Mm-hmm. But if I went to like a big chain restaurant, I find that a lot of the times they have it in the app, which is very helpful. And so then how did the tracking help you to like make those healthier choices when you went out to eat, even those like local places? Yeah, it just made me visualize. And um, if I knew, hey, you're really lacking some protein today, I would, I would go on the menu and find, okay, what's it? I, I personally only eat chicken. So I'm like, what's a good chicken item? I find that if they have like a chicken sandwich, a lot of the times they will do it grilled. So I would always get like a grilled chicken sandwich and I would take off the top portion of the bun, but still eat the bottom portion and cut it. And that was like, that was really good for me because sometimes I, I do eat a lot of carbs. I, I, I love my carbs. So just taking off the top half of the bun really was a game changer for me. So it sounds like it learned, it taught you how to like, just find that balance in that, like you can still work in some carbs and it doesn't need to be like all or nothing. Is that right? For sure. I, I was terrified of carbs, but now I'm, I'm definitely not. Um, what about like working with Courtney? Um, and especially, yeah, like with your history of disordered eating, which I honestly feel like I feel like almost anybody that's done like a fat diet. I'm like, I feel like that's a little disordered, even if you didn't have like a clinical like diagnosis or anything, like how did that really help, um, to work with Courtney specifically since she takes our clients with a history of an actual eating disorder? Yeah. It, I, I, in high school, I had a really bad eating disorder where I lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. very fast and very unhealthy. Um, and so she was so aware and so nice, like she never made me do something that I was uncomfortable with. It's actually cool because I never once stepped on the scale. I never told Courtney my weight and I don't know my weight. I haven't known my weight in probably like eight years. So instead she asked, you know, what am I comfortable with? And we worked out that I would do measurements. I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. measuring my body. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And even if you aren't, she like works with you to make sure that, you know, nothing is triggering and she checks in so frequently and it's so kind, like you don't have to do it this week if, you know, you think it might trigger you. And so for her to work with me and take me on and not know my way and never know my way was just, it was really nice. Yeah. It sounds like it helped you also just like focus on the things that we really need to focus on. Cause sometimes when I do get clients who are a little bit too hyper-focused on their weight, it seems like they get lost in the details of like, well, they get so focused on the weight that they're not thinking about produce and they're not thinking about exercise. And it sounds like it allowed you to really focus on those things that were impactful. Is that what you're kind of saying too? Completely. And if I noticed like my measurements happened to go up, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would talk to Courtney. I'm like, Courtney, uh, they went up and she, I, I specifically noticed my arm and my leg, my stomach kept going down, but they got bigger. Uh-huh. He's like, well, Madison, you're, you're lifting weights. Like you're, you're gaining muscle. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, and when I was measuring in the bathroom, I was finding myself like, oh, I'm spiraling a little. I think I'm going to talk to Courtney. And she's like, oh, that's normal. You're gaining more muscle. You're increased your protein intake. And I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> Good. Okay. So it sounds like it gave you that like sounding board from a professional that knows like what's actually normal and what's actually like, Oh, we should like work on things. Is that right? Yeah, completely. Awesome. Yeah. Courtney, um, loves taking on those clients and she's really taught me a lot too, um, about, uh, treating people with a history of eating disorder. So individual, and we go over another podcast episode about this. So I think she kind of referenced you when she was explaining to me, she's like, she's like, I just have to ask every client that I've had with a history of eating disorder, like what their certain triggers are. Cause she's like, for somebody like Madison, it's weight, but then for somebody else, maybe we should not do tracking at all. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. She actually presented me with that option. Like, Hey, if tracking is too much, let's switch to the my plate method. And let's start with that. But for me personally, I am not triggered by tracking. Good. Yeah. Just the benefit, I think again, of like an individualized approach for sure. Um, what about moving through kind of the other steps of the program? So then, um, uh, exercise, um, Courtney did tell me this was kind of big one for you that we all worked on. Um, so what did like exercise look like before versus after it's like a whole new world for me. Okay. I went to, I did go to the gym like every day, almost maybe like five times a week, uh-huh. but I was doing like 20 minutes on the elliptical, 20 minutes on the bike, trying, forcing myself to run. And I just wasn't seeing results. So I was so frustrated. I'm like, what? Like cardio, you're supposed to lose weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whereas now she's like changed my world and you too, seeing your videos on Instagram, I focus more on strength training. You know, I'm not lifting like crazy weights, but I don't want to, I just want to have, you know, some muscle. Yeah. But my world has changed because I get in my steps now and Courtney was amazing. I do have a foot injury. So it was really hard for me to walk. And, um, she gave me some advice and she actually, I have it right here. She actually was telling me you know, my muscles are really tight. It sounds like I might have an electrolyte imbalance. Mm. And I've been to like the podiatrist, I've been to physical therapy and through her advice, my feet are like so much better. And I can, no get, way. yeah, I can get 10,000 steps now from, I think we started and my goal was 4,000 steps and now I'm at 10. So it's amazing. <laughs> That is, how do you do that? Because a lot of clients, um, when I, when we say the 10,000, they're like, I'm never gonna be able to do that. Like, how do you, (laughs) how do you get that in? Um, I was in the same boat, but 
you know, since I am pretty sedentary, I always try to make it a purpose of instead of asking my husband, hey, can you hand me this? Like, I'm going to go get it myself. And if you are walking around the house, if you're vacuuming or doing dishes or doing laundry, you still are getting steps in. And so I would try to make a goal. Hey, I really want to get 3000 before I get to the gym. And I, I just enjoy walking on a treadmill. So I, I walk at the gym. I'll set a time goal. Like I'm going to walk for 30 minutes and see how my steps are. And usually I'll come home and it's around seven or 8,000 steps. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to walk around the house, like put away some clothes. It, do it doesn't have to be like, you're going for a run. It's just walking around the house gets you a lot of steps. Yes. Yeah. That's what I tell my clients. Sometimes I'm like, just go find something to like reorganize or something. Yeah. It's, it gets me probably the majority of my steps. Wow. Okay. So I feel like I hear you saying like, um, just like trying to be more active in your daily life made a bigger impact than going to the gym, but like you also like to make it work needed that like block of time in there too. Is that right? Oh yeah, completely. Did anything else have to like give up to do that? Or was it like, like as far as like time management or was it pretty like seamless to get those steps in? Maybe not seamless. I mean, of course there's some days where I'm like, I don't feel like going for a walk. And if it's that dreadful, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll rest today. Cause I know that rest is important, but once you just get up and get walking, I think it's what they say, like it takes like 21 days to build a habit or something. I think once you get past those first couple of weeks, it just becomes a routine. It just becomes nature. Like you get it. And the first few weeks I did struggle, but mm -hmm. now, now it's just second nature to me. <laughs> Good. Um, and then what about the strength portion? Cause that can be a lot to work on the steps and the strength and then have to do like the meal planning that you do and stuff like that. Like, how do you work that part in too? I was really scared at first because, you know, when you go to the gym, you're, you can be really intimidated by all the people who know what they're doing. And I have no idea what I was doing. So I definitely got some good advice from Courtney, but I've had the preconceived notion of like, oh, I have to lift a lot and you have to be like rigorous and all this, but it's really not that. And once you get into your routine, you get some dumbbells. I learned the value of that um, versus the cable machines I was on those are still helpful but just like lifting free weights nothing crazy heavy um she gave me the link to I think it's like bodybuilding oh, she used that too that's what I use yeah so it shows you like how yeah. to do certain things um and just I think my biggest piece of advice is just get out of your head because really no one's looking at you at the gym that was like my that was my biggest thing is no one's looking it's okay if you mess up you're still learning Yes. Yeah. I always feel like everybody in the gym it always has this like code of just like, we're not going to engage with each other. <laughs> and everyone thinks everyone's looking at me. Yeah. Everyone's thinking that, but no one is. I'm not right. looking at anyone else. Maybe <laughs> her leggings are so cute, but I'm never like, oh, she lifted that weight wrong. How dare right. she? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, how do you like work that in like time management wise? Like, what does that look like versus before? Cause that's a lot to like all those things to work in. Yeah. It definitely took a lot of trial and error, but now I just have my set time. I know, okay, four o'clock, I'm going to head to the gym um, and work out there however long I feel like, and then come home and do dinner. And so I think time blocking for me has really helped. Mm, okay. Are you like a, and you're like an afternoon worker outer or like in the morning? Yeah. I, I don't know why I prefer the afternoon. Yeah. And do you have to do it like right when you get home or do you do it at night or when do you do it? 
I do it like I make sure I do it at four. I'm like, oh, at four. I just know that I'll I'll thrive if I'm like, nope, you're going up four. That's that's what's happening. Like, are there ever weeks um, where you kind of like fell off or something, or you went on vacation and you got a little unmotivated and like had to pull yourself back? And like, what did you do there to do that? Definitely upon those weeks, um, I went on vacation and I noticed hmm, maybe I'm not eating the best or I'm not tracking. Um, and I just, you know, offer yourself forgiveness, offer yourself grace. It's not the end of the world. Um, I was actually telling my sister, she went on vacation and I'm like, okay, it takes like 3000 something calories extra to gain a pound. So it's going to be okay. Um, and then just really get back on. I halfway through vacation, I was like, okay, I'm going to track again. Mm. And I did. And I came home and I took my measurements and I lost weight. I was like, how did I go on vacation and lose weight? And it was, yeah, I still ate what I want. Mm. I was just more, you know, conscious about, hmm, maybe I'm not going to get like the fried chicken tender basket and maybe I'll get the grilled chicken with a side of fries or something like that. So I hear you saying it just like goes back to that balance that you learned. Like it doesn't need to be all or nothing, but you can just pick the foods you want and then mold all the rest of the like produce and protein around it. Is that right? Completely. What would that a vacation look like had you like not worked with Courtney, do you think? I probably would have beat myself up really badly. Um, and maybe just be like, ah, I don't care. I'm on vacation. I'm going to, you know, drink this, eat that, which I still like partake in those activities. I just know how to better. And I just think I would have just kind of had this all or nothing mentality and probably went like all the way to the, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. What helped you to stick with it and not do that now? Do you think? It's hard for me to slip up now because I have the tools and I have the knowledge. Whereas before I didn't know any of this, like I had no knowledge about anything. And now I feel like once I finish the program, I'm like, I'm so much more knowledgeable about everything working together with the better knowledge of like how weight loss actually works, knowing that it's like not like one day's going to make or break things. You're actually able to stick with it. And even like on some days, maybe not even stick with it, but just get back to it instead of completely giving up. Is that right? Yeah. I know your big thing is like, if you overindulge one day, don't restrict the next. And that's what I was doing previously. I would overindulge and then restrict. And it just was a cycle. And I, I, I broke that and I don't do that anymore. Even if I do overindulge, I'm like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. I'll stick within my calories. Yeah. And you're losing weight. So it's like working. (laughs) Um, Courtney kind of gave me some highlights of what she thought your biggest accomplishments were. So I thought we could kind of run through it and you could give us some details. Um, so yeah, the first one she said was, um, eating more during the day. So you don't overeat. So I think you touched on this, um, somewhat already, but what do you do now? Um, because a lot of people do struggle with this. Like, what do you do now to make sure this doesn't happen anymore? Yeah, I would like wake up, have my breakfast. And previously I would have felt hungry, maybe like an hour later. And I kind of would be like, you're already hungry, really? Like something's wrong. But now I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Here's my protein bar. Here's my strawberries. Um, and just really take time that I do get in my snacks. Like snacks are very important for me. Um, I don't need a huge lunch or huge breakfast or anything like that. But if I'm eating consistently, like she gave me the hunger scale and I find that I get really hungry, like a 10 mm-hmm. if I wait three hours to eat again. So I'm really going to try to eat like 
two hours or one and a half hours after I've already eaten. And so I try to stick to that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then you said by doing that, you're like not as hungry late at night. So it caused you to overall eat less. Is that how that plays out? Yeah. So I won't, I'll be sitting on the couch. I'm like, I'm not really hungry right now. Whereas normally I'd be like, I need something to eat or else I'm going to go crazy. So for you, it was more like a restrict thing, not like a, you don't have time to eat, but you were just trying to like better, like understand how to nourish yourself. Is that the big change you think? Oh, completely. And and not think that there's something wrong with me for being hungry two hours two hours after I ate, like there's nothing wrong with you. You're just hungry again. Exactly. I get a lot of clients like that too, that, um, think they have to eat like this one specific way or their meals need to look perfect. Or they're like, there's no way I can eat. Like it should be eating like 800 calories for breakfast. And it's like, if you're hungry and it causes you to eat less at dinner, then go for it. And it sounds like that's what you learned too. Yeah. Or if I don't have my snacks, I'm I'm really hungry right now. And I'll go to the fridge. I'm like, I think I'm going to have cucumbers or something or carrots or something that like that. Um, whereas before I would probably have reached for maybe like chips or mm, Gotcha. So making those snacks still like lower calorie and nourishing yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, she also said um, she felt like you were um, came a long way with like being okay with higher calorie foods, which I feel like you've kind of already touched on too. Um, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? If you feel like that happened to like, maybe not feeling like you need to give up if you had like a higher calorie drink or like the bun or whatever like that, like what did that look like before versus now? Yeah. If I would go to a restaurant and I sometimes restaurants will put the calories on there and I saw it was like 600 or 700 calories. I'd be like, absolutely not. Or, um, give my husband like half immediately when the plate comes. I'm like, okay, I can only have this. And it's just, that's so unhealthy. And I didn't realize it was doing more harm. Mm. It didn't actually do any good. Um, (laughs) and so now I'll see those calories and like, oh, that's good. That's normal. Like to have a 600 calorie breakfast or 600 calorie lunch or something like that. Like that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. And calories aren't always like evil. They're very helpful to you. Good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I always think about it like in terms of money, like you kind of need to know the price of things to understand like how you're going to budget. And so um, that's helps you there. Just make those plans. But then also it sounds like you have to understand it in the context of like what your whole day should look like. Cause if you think you're only supposed to eat a thousand calories then yeah, I guess 600 is a lot, but knowing that you can eat more helped you, it sounds like. And sometimes I'll do like go out to eat kind of a bunch. Cause I have a lot of friends and things like that, but I'll say, okay, tonight, either I'm going to have a drink of my choice, or I can get that side of fries. I'm not going to do both right now. Cause I don't have the calories for that. Um, and so I'll, I'll just pick, like I did that last night. I was like, okay, I think I want to drink tonight. So I'm going to get the asparagus as a side and just call it a day. So I'll, I, it's not like, oh, I can't do any, sorry. I'm on a diet. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was uh, eating out is so hard for people. Um, but I always try to tell them that too, is like, it's not about giving everything up. You've got to make choices between like what you really want. And it sounds like you were able to be successful with that too. Um, what did it look like before? I think I would just be like, I don't want to make people look at me weird. I'll just get both and I'll just eat both Mm. or like, I'll I'll get a salad and I can't drink. I can't Mm. do either. So it was one way or the other. And the last thing that she said, well, I guess like two last things were increasing steps and increasing protein. So I feel like we hit on the steps, but maybe let's talk about the protein a little bit more. Cause this is a huge part of our program and something that a lot of people don't know. Um, what, how did you increase that protein only eating chicken? It was challenging at first, but 
she gave me so many suggestions. So I find that I really love Greek yogurt and that has a good amount of protein. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to start my mornings with that in a smoothie. I have a smoothie with Greek yogurt in it. And then um, I'll try to have a shake, um, have a protein shake, find one that you enjoy. And then I'll also try to have a protein bar. And then for dinner, most nights I'm going to try to have like a chicken meal or incorporate some beans or like cheese a little bit, some nuts, things like that. Things that I like beans before I was like, Oh, they have so many carbs. I can't eat that. But now I'm like, Oh, they're actually good for you. Yes. Okay. So it sounds like utilizing supplements and then also just being aware of like actual foods that have more protein that may have like scared you before. Is that right? Yeah. I also found that like they have like 50 calorie cheese sticks and they, each one of them have, has like six or nine grams of protein. And I mean, I eat two and still like, it's still 12 grams of protein. If you have two, like 12 grams is still good. Yes. Yeah. Those are great. It's a great snack. Um, how does eating more protein make you feel like, do you feel any different or not? Yeah, I definitely do. I feel a lot fuller, but also I've noticed changes of my muscles are like harder. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Oh wow. It actually works. Okay. Like I'll feel my arm and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like previously, like I didn't eat enough protein. So my, my muscles weren't building and now I'm not like bulk, like crazy bulky or anything, but it's just like lean muscle that feels like strong. Yes. And that's helpful with your metabolism. So everything really is working together, which is why we implement all of those steps. Um, and it helps you stay full and all of the things. Um, what about now, like post-program, um, like how have you been, how have you been able to keep things up on your own? Because we do try to make it like more like a boot camp. Like this is like your kind of college class you've never had, and then you should be able to do it on your own. Like, what has that been like doing it on your own now? Honestly, it's great. Um, I, I miss talking to Courtney and things like that, but, um, at the end, they're not, you just don't leave us like high and dry, like, okay, bye. Um, she was able to give me like PDFs. And so if I'm ever have a question or anything, I'll refer to, um, some PDFs. And like I said, I still track, but also just knowing my body needs you get that knowledge where like, if you aren't working with a one-on-one person, like, the stuff I found online doesn't pertain to my body. Like mm. I'm different than what the suggestions are. And so I have that knowledge and Courtney was able to put them all in sheets for me. So I can always refer back to them if I have any questions. You found like a pattern that works specifically for you. And now you just have to keep that up, but you still have the tools. If like you ever are curious about something to refer back to, is that right? Yeah. It's just become like second nature. I've, I've developed that habit of just it just becomes second nature. And now food doesn't take up all of my mental space and I'm not going to beat myself up for having this cookie or something like that. Is that what you mean by that? Like taking it up? Cause I hear a lot of that in the beginning, um, of like it taking up so much mental space. So is it more like the constant, like feeling bad or wondering the right, right choice that you don't have anymore? Yeah. Before, like if I had, um, a cookie or something, maybe I would lay in bed and be like, I can't believe you ate that. You know, tomorrow you really got to shape up. And now like, I don't think twice because I know how it fits into my calories. If I want the cookie, sure. It'll fit into my calories. I'll just adjust. And then lastly, what are your top recommendations out there 
who, for people who are trying to lose weight, um, and who maybe have like the same, like all or nothing approach that you used to have, like, what would you recommend for them to do? I would definitely recommend seeing someone one-on-one because take it from me. I tried every fad diet. They don't really care about you. They don't specify to your body. And so having someone say, here are your specific body needs, Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to share your weight, um, you there's, you're still like not out of luck. Um, (laughs) really try to give yourself grace, stop beating yourself up because that does more harm than good. And just really think, Hmm, I really need to make a change. Let me talk to someone who knows what they're doing. Listen to a professional because other people do not know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. And that's what definitely what we hope to achieve. I mean, I think there are some people out there that they're, they can maybe be successful in these other things, but I think that the vast majority of people just get kind of mixed up on, on all those things when it's like a blanket statement approach or like, just like a one way blueprint of everybody should do this one thing. And it sounds like it really worked out for you for the best. And I'm glad that you're able to have a little bit more mental freedom to like do other things and get married and all of that stuff. Um, but thank you so much for joining me. This was really fun. I'm glad to talk to you and, you know, I, I have my own clients, so, but I never get to really hear what like happens with like other coaches clients. So I'm gl- glad that Courtney was able to be impactful. So thank you so much for joining us, Madison. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the millennial nutritionist podcast for daily weight loss tips and nutrition information. You can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.